Thanks for downloading this show from PC1. Before we get rolling, here's a word from one of the folks who helped bring you this podcast. The following program is a podcast1.com production. Glad you're with us on the Clark Howard Show, where it's all about you and your wallet. I want you to learn ideas from me so that you can save more and spend less. And don't let anyone ever rip you off. Coming up in 20 minutes, speaking of ripoffs, oh boy, there's fake ad sites appearing to be news broadcasts selling you stuff that you need to watch out for. I'm going to tell you what you need to know to protect your wallet in today's Clark Rageous moment in just 20 minutes. And later this hour, this is crazy, but there's one piece of information about you that a potential boyfriend or girlfriend might say, based on it, they don't want to date you. And it's something about your wallet that I'm going to fill you in on in just 30 minutes. Our web address, Clark.com. And when you have a question for me, Clark.com slash ask. And you may not be aware, we answer your calls off the air for free 45 hours each week. It's something we've been doing for almost a quarter century as a free service of the Clark Howard Show. And you get to talk with a member of Team Clark and talk through whatever it is you're trying to resolve or solve or understand. And so when you go to Clark.com, you go about halfway down the front screen, you'll see how to get that free off-the-air advice. And I hope that in the past, if you've used our Team Clark service, you've gotten good advice, or if you're looking for some advice, try it out. I'm very proud of what we do in our off-air center to serve your needs. Three years ago, I asked you to do something for our country, and it involved a dirty, rotten, sneaky attempt to put toll gates on the internet. And many of you took up that call from me three years ago and did something so unusual where you filled out electronically a comment to an obscure federal agency telling them to leave their cotton-picking hands off of your internet. Well, now, here we are three years later, and it's come up again because industry lobbyists for the monopoly phone companies and cable companies again, are at it trying to put in place toll gates on the Internet. And let me tell you how this works. Okay, so you and I already pay a monthly fee to have Internet service at our home or business. And there have been some really despicable practices by some of the Monopoly players where when An internet service, like one of the examples was Netflix last time, Netflix users suddenly couldn't watch Netflix videos they were subscribing to. And the reason was the internet provider that those customers were using said to Netflix, you either pay us money or 
we are going to ruin your customers' experiences watching Netflix videos. And that's what led to the rules three years ago that outlawed the practice of treating different internet sites differently. Now, they're back at it, trying to put the toll gates back in place. And what it means is it's a direct threat to your and my free speech. Forget a Netflix movie. If you are a website, small one, the danger is that someone at an internet provider will say, well, you know, they're not paying us a toll. So we're going to make sure nobody can have a good experience going to that website. It's just going to be the spinning circle of death if they try to go there. And think about this. The monopoly internet provider to you already is getting paid by you for internet access. You're already paying for it to be able to see whatever content you want on the internet. Imagine a small internet retailer is trying to compete against the bigs, Amazon.com and Walmart.com. And people who try to go to their website keep getting a crummy experience because the monopoly providers are messing it up for them. Well, that's inexcusable and unacceptable. And this obscure agency, the FCC, has a new chairman who is in the hip pocket of the monopolists. He used to work for Verizon, and he doesn't care about your and my access to information. He's only listening to those big guys. And it's a terrible problem for us as a nation where freedom of speech is so much what we're about. Now, there's a number of inside-the-beltway kind of stuff going on. There's something called Title II, which is something that, if you're having trouble sleeping at night, try to read about that. That concerns the government regulating Internet service into your home like they used to regulate phones back in 1938 or whatever. And that whole thing is ridiculous. There shouldn't be that kind of control over what Internet providers do. They should be able to innovate as they wish. But the one thing they shouldn't be able to do is destroy your ability to freely speak from one American to another, to have content as an American available to you. And it is dirty and rotten and terrible. So how do you fit in? If you were listening to me three years ago, you already know. This obscure agency the FCC, is taking comments right now that normally nobody ever comments on anything. And when they were doing all their shenanigans back three years ago, they were overwhelmed with millions and millions and millions of comments from everyday Americans. Four million Americans found their way to a special comment site and posted their comments opposing infringement on your free speech, or if you have an internet site, infringing on your ability to communicate with people. And already, 
since the craziness started this time to mess up your free speech, people have been commenting by the hundreds of thousands. I need you to add your voice for freedom in America and free speech in America. I have a link at Clark.com where you can comment to keep the Internet free for your use. Not free for you to use it, but the information and access to websites that you want to go to be available to you. You know, a number of the companies that provide Internet the monopoly cable companies, monopoly phone companies, they're all saying, oh, well, voluntarily, we're going to make sure we don't do anything like that. Uh-huh. So why did the dirty deeds happen with Netflix before and others? Sometimes capitalism brings rules on itself. And our free speech rights are so important, this is one of those times. If you go to Clark.com, You'll see how you can file your comments, keep them short, keep them sweet, and don't get nasty. They call it, inside the Beltway, net neutrality. That's what it's called. It's where traffic moves across the Internet without prejudice, without bias, and without restriction. The Internet should remain a free exchange of information, ideas, and also commerce. Frank is with us on the Clark Howard Show. Hello, Frank. Hey, Clark. How are you? Thanks for taking my call, and um, I appreciate all the advice you have given over the years. It's uh, really helped me make some smart decisions. Well, I appreciate that. Thank you. You're welcome. So, um... I have a question. My primary residence is currently a condo, and I have um, 19 years left on an adjustable rate mortgage. I'm thinking of uh, buying a house and renting out the condo. Uh, my question is, would it make sense to refinance the condo with a new 30-year fixed mortgage to lower the monthly payment and uh, collect a profit on the rent or keep it as is and pretty much break even? Okay, well, there's. you gave me an A or B. Can I throw a C in? Okay. My C would be that you want to refi that into a 20-year loan or a 15-year loan okay. while interest rates are still so favorable and you can lock in an interest rate for the remaining time of the loan. You make me really nervous being in an adjustable rate loan. And the irony is over the 11 years you've been in that adjustable, it has been the most favorable 11 years to be in an adjustable rate loan probably ever. Right, correct. So you have, you've been really, really lucky, but because right. of the movement coming with interest rates probably marching steadily higher, it's mm-hmm. too dangerous for you to stay in that adjustable. What are you adjusted to right now? What is the rate you're getting? I'm I'm in the high threes right now. And is your credit score solid? Oh, yes. It's about 750. Okay. So at that kind of credit score, doing a refi, 15-year loans are so cheap that your payment may actually go down in a 15-year loan versus remaining in your 19 years of your adjustable. 
Or they be in shouting distance just, from each other. I was just thinking to pull a profit in on the rent might make more sense than breaking even. Well, you could do that, um, but then think of it this way. You're bringing on 15 years additional debt and actually going 11 years backwards, and the 30-year loans carry nearly a point higher interest rate right now than the 15-year loans. Right. So we're in an unusual cycle where there's such a strong advantage in the 15. Now, you may find out what the payments are on the 15, and you're like, Clark is crazy. I'm not doing anything like that. I don't know what he's talking about. And you may make that decision, and that's fine. But I would like for you to at least take a look at the 15-year. Now, you have to do that before you go buy a home. Because once you bought the home, uh, you would be subject to not-so-friendly rates on the refi that are much more favorable if it's an owner-occupied condo. Right. Gotcha. So look at at both, but definitely go from that adjustable to a fixed. And whichever, yeah, I planned to do and, that, but I wasn't sure if I should jack it up to a 30 to bring a profit in or, or pretty much leave it where it is and, and break even if I leave it where it is. And that's your choice. You do yeah. what you're comfortable with between the two. Neither is a wrong answer. It's just right okay. now the 15 is so attractive. Right. Well, and then well, with, the, with the second home, thanks. one thing you should look at, the lender may require that you remain owner-occupied for a certain period of time after you do the refi. Oh, okay. Or if they ask you, how long are you going to stay? You say, you know, I don't know. Right. Because you actually right. don't know how soon you might buy a house. Right, correct. But don't do anything where you're under contract on the house you want to buy and you're in the midst of a refi and you tell them it's an owner-occupied dwelling because that yeah. could be considered to be fraud. Re- the refi first. Yeah. Exactly. And... Talk to a number of lenders on a refi. You can talk to as many lenders as you want, but do it in a concentrated period of just a couple of weeks, comparing apples to apples, the rate they would quote you, what um, points, if any, you would pay, and what closing costs you would face to get the refi done. Today's Clark Rageous Moment is a special warning for you. Just because you see something that appears to be a news story does not mean it is. Scams, ripoffs, outrages. It's a Clark Regis moment. So the FTC has put out a warning that there are scammers putting up what look like known news sites and using images of people. Anderson Cooper is in one of them, Stephen Hawking's in another where they post fake articles about pills that are supposedly endorsed by various well-known people. And these pills, well, they'll boost your brain. I mean, gosh, wouldn't it be great to suddenly have your IQ go way up? That's the promise of these. And, you know, you see somebody you really like saying you should do them, take the pills. Well, maybe you're spending the money, but the whole thing is bogus. The various well-known people in the fake news stories aren't part of them at all. Their images have been swiped. 
The quotes from them are fake. The pills apparently are fake. There is no proof at all that any of these pills do anything at all to boost your brain, according to the Federal Trade Commission. And if you have already spent money for them, you can contact your credit card company and dispute the charge. And as long as it's been within a reasonable period of time, you can take the information from the FTC, provide it to your credit card company, and they're not supposed to be in the business of giving money to scammers. As for you, if you used a debit card to buy these brain boosters, well, I think you're pretty much flat out of luck because you have no rights to a chargeback with a debit card, but you do with a credit card. And that might not boost your brain to know that, but it will certainly boost your wallet. Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loans proudly supports this podcast. When it comes to the big decision of choosing a mortgage lender, it's important to work with someone you can trust, someone who's got your best interests in mind. And with Rocket Mortgage, you'll get a transparent online process that gives you the confidence to make an informed decision. Don't waste time searching through stacks of paperwork. With Rocket Mortgage, you can securely share your financial info to get a mortgage approval in just minutes. You can even adjust the rate and length of your loan in real time to make sure that you get the mortgage solution that's right for you. So whether you're looking to buy a home or refinance your existing mortgage, you can lift the burden of getting a home loan with Rocket Mortgage. Skip the bank. Skip the waiting. Go completely online at quickenloans.com slash save. That's quickenloans.com slash S-A-V-E. Let Rocket Mortgage help you get the exact mortgage solution that you need. Go to quickenloans.com. Okay, you're a human, which means you've done laundry some point in your life. And you know what a hassle it can be separating the laundry, preparing, doing multiple loads? It's not fun. Well, Home Depot might have a solution that makes it easy, really. They have the new Samsung Flex Wash and Flex Dry Washer and Dryer Pair. These innovative appliances are the first ever to allow you to wash two loads and dry two loads of laundry at the same time in the same machine. So when you do the laundry, you don't have to mix different colors and fabrics together and destroy your clothes. Flex Wash integrates a large capacity lower washer for everyday washes and then an additional washer for separate colors and delicates. And the Flex Dry integrates a large tumble dryer for everyday items and a flat dryer for your delicates. You wash one load, you dry one load, everything's done. And both the washer and dryer have a number of innovative features that make laundry super easy. Like the Flex Wash offers a steam wash option for removing stains and a self-clean to keep the water odor-free. And Flex Dry features multi-steam to steam away odors and wrinkles, while Sensor Dry optimizes drying temperatures to avoid damage to your clothes. It's technology you can really appreciate. And both are Wi-Fi connected, which allows you to set and start the machines and receive alerts when a load is finished. Together, the Flex Wash and Flex Dry offer the ultimate flexibility to provide the best possible care for your clothes. So get to Home Depot now and check them out. The Samsung Flex Wash and Flex Dry washer and dryer pair. Save. Equal housing lender licensed in all 50 states. NMLSconsumeraccess.org number 3030. Glad you're with us on the Clark Howard Show where it's about you and your wallet. Hope you learn ideas from me that will help you keep more of what you make. Clark.com is our web address. Clark Deals is where you find all the latest ways to stretch your wallet. ClarkDeals.com. 
Speaking of your wallet, more and more people tend to partner up, get married, whatever, later in life than they used to. Much later, actually. And so people have their own independence financially and their own history financially. And I was fascinated by something that Bankrate did last year and is now updated where they have crunched the numbers from polling people on what difference it makes to people what the financial history is like of the person that they are dating or considering dating. So a little bit more than a 1,000 adults were surveyed, and almost half say that if they knew somebody's credit score before they went out with them, that that would potentially change their mind whether they would go out with that person or not. Now, (laughs) credit scores to decide if you're good for a credit card or something like that, well, that's one thing. But the idea that credit scores now determine compatibility for nearly half of adults, that is wild to think about. And women say they're three times more likely than men to say that a man's credit score is something that would be a key determinant for them whether they wanted to go out with a guy than men. Men seem more interested in just going out and not what somebody's credit score is. Oh, boy. So I saw a market watch post about this bank rate survey, and I love this. They talked to a professor at University of Kansas who said that people are being smart by checking somebody's credit score before they go out with them and that that's not shallow at all. And this professor said that it makes sense. They would think a credit score is useful in evaluating mate value. Okay, I just can't get over that sentence. Mate value. So, guys, here's the story. You got that person you'd love to go out with. Pay your bills on time or she's not going to go out with you. So I'm kidding about that. But this I'm not kidding about. More than half of Americans, in fact, nearly two-thirds of Americans in another survey said they will not marry someone who has a lot of debt. Will not marry them. That is serious. And the reason that's serious is that in all my years in TV, when I've done segments with couples that are on the outs, And I do, um, gosh, it feels like I'm doing couples counseling, but I'm really there to do, to work with them on their finances. It is scary how often the fabric of a relationship, a marriage, tears down because of 
pressure in the marriage because of debt, anger in the marriage because of debt, distrust in the marriage because of secrets that one's keeping from another, financial secrets. So this whole thing about deciding whether somebody's date-worthy based on their score, well, I think that's a step too far because the heart and natural attraction should be a big part of it. But once you're together, if you're not on the same page about money, what is a natural attraction, a natural relationship, natural love you have for each other, that magnetic thing you might have with your significant other, you can rip that all apart if you don't have your act together with the wallet. So remember that, think about that, and pay your bills on time. How many times do I have to say, pay your bills on time each and every month? Mike is with us on the Clark Howard Show. Hi, Mike. Hey, Clark. How are you doing? I'm doing great. Thank you for taking my call. My pleasure. So you are buying a new home right now. Congratulations. Thank you. What's going on with that? Well, um, so we are uh, progressing. You know, they are getting ready to build the house. And, uh, and of course, we started this process at the end of last year. Uh, so, of course, a lot of things can happen in, you know, in nine months of the plan of this, of this home. So, of course, my wife, in the process... You know, uh, that was so offer, terrible how you worded that, because, you know, immediately people are thinking, oh, so is it a boy or a girl? <laughs> exactly. I'm like, oh, that, that's how it's been feeling, kind of like. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, but basically... Um, my wife um, has been offered a better uh, a position at a different company in the same field, but it's a better position with better pay. So, of course, we've always heard from in a lot of people that you should not do anything or not switch your jobs while you are buying a home. But since we are kind of far away and our uh, expected you know, moving date is going to be the end of September or October, if you take this position, she will start in roughly about a month. So, of course, that's kind of, we're kind of like worried that, oh, wait a second, if we switch to jobs, will they stop our loan? Or right, the longevity of loan? employment. So how long has she been at the job she's in now that she's considering leaving for the better opportunity? And she's been there for about three years. Okay, so she's not a job hopper. There's always the remote chance that you'll have an underwriter who's reviewing your loan package that will not like the fact that your wife is new on her job, but the explanation that she took it to be able to make more money and have more opportunity for advancement should ease the mind of even the stickiest underwriter because your ability as a couple to handle the mortgage payment improves as your income goes up. So I would not overly worry about that because even if you get an underwriter who's uh, who really doesn't like the job change, it's not like the job change is happening a week before you're closing on the loan. It'll still be a few months. Yeah. And she'll be able to provide the 
the payroll records that are asked for these days, the tax returns that are asked for that show the stability in income. So I wouldn't spend too much time worrying about that. Okay, great. And how are both of speaking of what I was just talking about, when you're qualifying for a mortgage, your credit score is central to that. Are either or both of you on any of the services where you can see your credit score routinely, like Credit Karma? Oh, absolutely, yeah. We've been uh, avid listeners of your show for the past uh, few months, so we have Credit Karma. I cannot wait till we move in and get all of our services activated to freeze our credit. Perfect. Okay, well, best to your wife and her new job, and I hope you love the new home. Thank you so much, Clark. Have a great day. You too. And Charles is with us on the Clark Howard Show. Hello, Charles. How are you doing? Just fine, Clark. Uh, Glad to talk to you. Well, you're thinking of getting a new truck. Yes, sir. I've uh, found a uh, new-to-me truck that's got a uh, few miles on it. It's a uh, 2015, and it's got like uh, 60-something thousand miles on it, but... uh, what concerns me is it's had kind of a, when you do the uh, Carfax, it's had kind of a weird service history. And I was wondering what could you do, you know, kind of like a warranty kind of thing, or what could you do short of running off the other direction to uh, protect yourself? Okay, so <laughs> I was going to tell you to run the other direction. Because there are so many vehicles for sale, and you know the used vehicle market right now is flooded with product, and the value of used vehicles is going down almost weekly right now, as there's too many used vehicles for sale. And for the first time in years, there's too many trucks for sale. That, that's what this is. It's a, uh, a dually, a, a diesel. So... If you see something, it's only two model years old, already has 60,000 miles on it, and it's got a a history, a service history that looks not so good, no matter how much you love it, I would go love another truck. Okay. Because there there are too many fish in that sea to get something that up front you're like, ooh, how am I going to warrant this? So I don't end up with the problems I'm worried I might have. That's that's what I told your uh, producer that that's what uh, scared me because the uh, dealer was quick to uh, quote me a uh, extended service contract, and I like to have a uh, stroke because it was almost five thousand dollars. Wow! Wow! On a vehicle that already has sixty thousand miles on it, that's not your truck. I appreciate There'll it. There'll be another one out there. And by the way, um, you may yeah, already yeah. be doing this, but have your phone with you in any truck you're considering. Ignore whatever prices any dealer says on them and uh-huh. use your phone to build what seems to be fair market value for it. You can do that at many different apps. You can do on your phone Kelly Blue Book, uh, NADA has one, Edmonds has another. E-D-M-U-N-D-S, because the dealers will say, well, this truck was blah, 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 but now we're discounting at $8,200. And then you look online and you'll see, well, that's still more money than it should be. 
I see what you're saying. And I would like you to do one other thing. When you really zero in on a truck, make whatever deal you get subject to you having it inspected by a mechanic that you choose. And having a, since you want a diesel, you want a good experienced diesel mechanic to check out that truck. Yes, sir. Well, I hope you find a great one. Andrew's with us on the Clark Howard Show. Hello, Andrew. Hey, Clark. How are you today? I'm doing great. Thank you, Andrew. You have a wonderful question that I'm so glad you're asking. And I think that you've answered it before, but, I, but I, I'm an avid listener of yours, and I think I must have missed that episode. <laughs> what are you thinking? Well, um, I, I am 37 years old, and um, we've um, have been very well saving a lot of it, in part to some of the tricks and trades that you taught us. Um, and I've got about $30,000 saved up in a traditional bank. and that's Congratulations an to you. Thank you. It, and, and, and this has come from, uh, I'm very, I mean, we're proud of it because both of us kind of came from nothing. We're, I grew up sharing a car. We shared a car when we first got married. We paid for everything on our own, even our wedding. So to have this money, it's not a lot, but it's, 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 it's hard work, I guess is the best way to say and it. And what is the goal and purpose for this money, Andrew? Um, savings. I've got two children. I've got a four-year-old and I've got a one-year-old. And um, the goal is to let it just not touch it. Um, but okay. I don't want the money to go into a CD to where you can't touch it if you don't need it. So I you mean, want ready sure access to your money? Sir? You want ready access to your money? Yes, sir. For instance, we had to buy a $5,500 air conditioning last month. So you don't want to put the money where you can't touch it or come with stiff penalties. Got it. So this um, is your rainy day money? Yes, sir. And okay. I actually take, took your advice and created another savings account to where we have what we call the emergency fund, to where we're also funding that as well with any little bit of extra money, so we pull from that before we pull from our savings. Love that you're building a cushion in your life. What are you thinking of doing for that savings? Well, uh, there's some major credit card companies out there that are offering some really good rates on the money. Yes, Um, they are. You know why they do that? No, sir. So they can pay you 50 times what one of the giant monster megabanks will pay you on savings? Yes, sir. And they're still able to essentially borrow money from you for their credit card portfolios much cheaper than they can going out to borrow the money. So they're happy to pay you 50 times what, uh, you know, Bank of America or Chase or Citibank or Wells Fargo will pay you because it's still cheap money for them. I guess my concern with it is, you know, I mean, obviously um, I'm a little old school. I believe in a handshake. I believe in looking somebody in the eye. And no worries I here. I can see the money. Yeah. No, feel comfortable with it. You know, the um, uh, Discover does it. I'm trying to think who else does it. Um, does Capital One have one of these also? Yeah, Capital One does. And, and so they're all trying to get money to lend to other people, and their, their accounts are all FDIC insured. You one. link it with your account wherever you currently have your checking account, and you can move the money typically in two days at no cost. So uh, which one are you thinking of? Is um, it Like the um, um, uh, like name of uh, the credit card? Yeah. Uh, the bank called Ally Bank. Ally? Absolutely fine to be with. Ally's great. All of these online banks are all ultra-safe. 
fully FDIC insured up to quarter million, go for it. It's time for Ask Clark. That's where you post a question for me at clark.com, and Joel asks it for you. Yeah, Clark, Mark wrote in. He says, I'm 39. I'm about to open a Roth IRA, but someone told me that permanent life insurance is much safer. I want your advice on which one is better for me. I am glad that my life insurance premiums are up to date because my chest is starting to tighten at that. So again, do a a life permanent life insurance policy instead of a Roth? I don't think I've ever done what I'm about to do during an Ask Clark. It's your money blowing to smithereens. Never, 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 not ever... Do you buy permanent life insurance as an alternative to a real retirement account like a Roth? The expenses that will eat up your money in a life insurance policy versus going into a Roth may be as much as 50 times the expense. Roth, Roth, Roth is 100% the right choice for you. Look at my investment guide at Clark.com. This is Norman Lear with my great sidekick, Paul Hip. Good to be here with you, Norman, on All of the Above. That's the name of my podcast, All of the Above. And uh, it's called All of the Above because we're going to talk about All of the Above. There isn't anything sacrosanct. There's nothing too above us or below uh, or us. below us. Well, certainly nothing too below us. But we have had guests you cannot believe. Yeah. Guests. Julie Louis-Dreyfus, amazing. Yes. And America Ferrara. Jared Carmichael. Yes. Oh, Amy Poehler. How did we overlook? We didn't overlook Amy Poehler. I was saving her for last. And Charles Barkley, I was saving him for first, actually, because I didn't declare her first. I get to hang out with this guy. And this is your chance to hang out with Norman Lear a little bit here and some of these great guests. God, I wish I was you hanging out with Norman Lear. Yeah. <laughs> Son of a gun. See? That must be exciting. It's the yeah. best. He's, I'm oh. telling you. Don't miss all of the above with Norman Lear. Download new episodes every week on the Podcast One app or subscribe at podcastone.com. I'd like to welcome you to the Clark Howard Show, where it's about your empowerment with knowledge so that you can keep more of what you make. Clark.com is our web address. You can follow me at Facebook.com slash Clark Howard. And when you like deals, like bargains, you'll love ClarkDeals.com, where you can save big money. And speaking of, this is crazy weird, but more and more retailers are using new what they call in the industry big data to crunch numbers and figure out how to charge you and me more for stuff we buy every day. I'm going to tell you how these systems work so that you will defeat the systems instead of them defeating your wallet. I want to talk right now about something fantastic that comcast is doing the nation's largest cable company they have launched first as a test and now launching widespread in their service territories a technology that connects all your devices to their internet connection coming into your home and you simply take your phone and their app, and you take a picture of an item, registers on the system, and the beauty of it is that it then protects that device 
from most viruses that intruders onto your system might try to put on that device. So you have a tablet, you have a computer, you have a laptop, uh, anything you have that connects, a smart TV, anything that connects to their internet system will have a layer of protection. And no layer of protection is perfect. But I think it's really neat because you and me as individuals being asked to protect our devices, that's not what we are trained for. It's not what we do. And the people that provide Internet to us, providing protection like that, a layer like that, I think is great. And there are 10 million homes around the country that have the Comcast Internet that is capable of protecting you from viruses or most viruses coming onto your gadgets in your home through their, what's known as their gateway. And there's no monthly charge for having the protection from the viruses. It just comes with having them for Internet. Now, there's another thing that Comcast and Charter are up to. They're the nation's two largest cable companies. And they both are really into providing cell phone service. And so they've entered into a joint venture together. And they are, in the next few days, going to announce cellular service or wireless service, whatever you want to call it, mobile phones, that they're going to be offering each in their own service territory, but they're going to, behind the scenes, work together to provide the network for you. And then, in a real odd twist, what they can't cover with their own networks, they're going to fill in the capacity buying service from Verizon. So it'll be a blend. You would be a Comcast mobile phone customer, or a charter mobile phone customer. But the service you'll have will be a blend of charter, Comcast, and Verizon. Now, here's what I don't know and I don't have a feel for. This is not really a fifth player coming into the market. But I think it is an additional layer, potentially, of competition. And we'll see what kind of price points they come out with. You know, the cost for wireless service keeps going down and down and down. I told you about another phenomenal deal yesterday on monthly service, and we're going to continue to see good stuff with that. And more and more, you're going to see people going into each other's business. And this is another example of that with Comcast and Charter coming into the cell phone business. And each will sell their own. Comcast will sell it under whatever brand name they use for it. Charter will sell it under whatever brand name they want to use for it. And because so much of it will run over capacity that both of them already have, in theory, they should come in at a really cheap price, but you never know what bureaucracies do. Ron is with us on the Clark Howard Show. Hello, Ron. Hey, how are you doing, Clark? Great, thank you, Ron. You're having a tough time right now, aren't you? I am. I'm uh I'm coming up on a deadline. 
um, I'm a couple months out. I need to come up with fifteen thousand dollars to uh, to settle what I'm going through. And I was looking at two different options. And you said I was, fifteen thousand. Uh, help me out with that. You said fifteen, Ron. Yes, sir. Okay. And what are you so, thinking um, of doing to scare up the cash? So it's, uh, I'm I'm looking at two different options. Um, I was thinking of taking the fifteen thousand out of my Roth IRA, or trying to refinance my house, do like a cash out refi to a fifteen year fixed. How interesting. Okay, so when I hear from people who've got an issue with coming up with money in a short cycle, usually the options I'm presented are much less favorable than the two that you have brought up. So that's good that you have, even in a tight spot, you have your finances where you have relatively decent choices how you're going to do it. Can you tell me some about the mortgage you have right now? So I currently owe uh, 250, um, and I have a 3.25 percent uh, fixed rate. And is that on a 15 or a 30? That 3.25. It was on a 30. Um, I, I think now I'm down to like 24 years. And you're thinking you would go from what's essentially a 24 year mortgage down to a 15 year? Yeah, I think it, even even with taking 15 out and um, I guess rolling closing costs in, I, I could handle the payment on a 15 um, versus the uh, the 30 I have now. That is fantastic that you think you can handle that. Now, the rate you would get on that refi would possibly be very similar to what you're paying right now in terms of an interest rate because the interest rates on the 15-year loans fell a lot recently, and a number of lenders are writing those right around 3% to 3 and an eighth. so you could have your rate go down even slightly. Then I was just, I was worried about, um, like, what closing costs would be. And, and, and uh, the, so the good thing, if your credit score is good, is it good right now? Uh, it's mid-sevens, and I had a VA loan. Okay. So with such a high credit score, and by the way, thank you for your service to our country. What branch were you in? I'm, I'm in the Air Force. Oh, you still are? Well, I, Thank I, you, Captain Howard. <laughs> thank you very much, and I appreciate what you do for our nation. So the, you know, the, the mortgage benefit you have through the VA is something that we do to express our appreciation in tangible terms, and I'm glad you've been able to take advantage of that. So what are you looking at with uh, VA, what they, uh, they call it, sometimes referred to as a streamline or a rollover refinance? So I think they said the, the funding fee might be around 3% of what uh, the current, of whatever I took out. Okay, that's a good chunk of change. I mean, that's, that was, that's yeah. like $8,000 on the amount you'd be borrowing. So then I was looking at like, okay, is it is it better to take on another, um, basically twenty three thousand on the mortgage, or just pull fifteen thousand out of my Roth IRA? Yeah, now we like, now we've got a pretty good dilemma here. So, what is how much equity do you have in your home? What do you think it's worth today? It's about three forty. At three forty, twenty percent. 
64, 68, you could go potentially conventional and not have all those costs. Do a conventional refi and see if the costs you would face would be lower. If you got if you got really good closing costs, I would say do the 15-year loan, but otherwise as long as you only tap the contributions you've made to your Roth, what you lose is time with that money and there's no taxes owed, there's no issue at all pulling out 15,000 out of your Roth. And they do have um I do own a business, I have a sole proprietorship. Um, I don't have any employees. I'm breaking even. Um, but if in the next couple months I turn cash flow positive, I heard you mention a SEP IRA. You can do a um, SEP or with no employees, you can do what's known as a self-employed 401k. And either are widely available now without any administrative costs involved. And so if you go ahead and take the 15 from your Roth, you solve the problem doesn't cost you any tax. You don't have any of the closing costs you'd have with your mortgage, anything like that. And then as your self-employment builds up a net profit, then you're able, in short order, to build up an enormous amount of savings for retirement doing either of those. I guess I've talked myself into you dealing with the $15,000 through the Roth. It's probably the best plan of all. And you avoid all the unknowns of trying to do a refinance. And best of you moving forward. And again, Ron, thank you for your service. Andrea is with us on the Clark Howard Show. Hello, Andrea. Hi, Clark. I appreciate all your knowledge for financial things in my life. Well, thank you very much. You're trying to save money for college. Yes. I've got a standalone uh, Roth IRA, and I'm just starting to put money into my Roth uh, TSP plan at work. Oh, well, you're a federal employee, too, just like our last caller. Yes, but no uh, military service for me. Okay. So the Roth TSP is fantastic. And, you know, the TSP is the best deal retirement plan in America. Mm -hmm. So where does all this fit in with college? Well, um, we're looking, well, she's only a freshman um, in high school, but we've not planned any uh, CHET programs or 529s, but I wondered if I could use my Roth savings to, con- uh, to pay for part of her college when the time comes. 100%. You can take, okay. uh, just as we were just talking about with the Roth to handle that $15,000 gap, yep. you can, as long as you leave your earnings alone in the Roth, you're free okay. to tap it to pay for your daughter's college. And the neat thing is if she scholarships out or whatever, the money just Mm -hmm. stays in the Roth and keeps growing. And with her being 14 or 15 at this point, the 529 plan doesn't really have enough years to work for you. No. So doing the thing where you have money in a Roth IRA, and if needed for college, you pull it out. If not needed for college, it continues to grow. I think mm-hmm. is a wonderful strategy. Now, the and only I'm, reason I would say that's a bad idea is if your what? state offers a state income tax break for putting money in a 529 plan. Oh, well, I'm over, I'm over 50, so 
I can also do some catch-up. You can do 6,500 uh, so each year. But in addition, uh-huh. you know, with the 529, you can put in, you can shove a lot of money into it. And if, and this is the if, you live in Connecticut? Yes. I don't know if Connecticut offers a state tax break. And yes, it does. Our producer, oh. Joel, found that already. Okay. You get to deduct your contribution on your state income tax return. So that would make doing the 529 the right idea. Thank you, Joel, for finding that. So that, in your case, even though there's not much money for that money to grow in the 529, the 529 is the right course of action because you get the additional benefit, not only of it growing tax-free and being spent tax-free, but you get an upfront tax deduction, which makes it trump the Roth. Keisha is with us on the Clark Howard Show. How are you? I'm fine. What a pleasure to speak with you. Well, great to have you here. And I understand you, as a fellow traveler, like to avoid any baggage fees and travel as light as you can. So you have a question for me about something you're thinking about. Yes, I'm wondering about the travel backpacks. I was wondering if you knew any any of your staff that used them. And me being a woman, I'll be carrying more items than what you probably normally carry. So I was wondering about the weight of them and if anybody has made any statements about that. Well, I actually use a travel backpack that kind of wrinkles my clothes. I've never used any of the ones that have like the frames in them that allow you to protect your items. And the neat thing with those backpacks is they're light. The problem is most of the ones with the steel framing to protect your clothes won't fit under the seat in front of you, which means that on many airlines, they're going to grab that from you and throw it in the belly of the plane. The ones that I was looking at was ones that's the size for the carry-on compartment. That could go in the overhead bin? Yeah, so, you know, I have, what I do is I have, uh, well, I travel like every week, so I've got every size suitcase and backpack you can have, and what I do is I put um, things in my backpack, you know, one change of clothes, my, uh, my toothpaste, toothbrush, that kind of stuff, and the one that I know I'll be able to keep that goes under the seat in front of me, and then I have the larger carry-on piece that can go in the overhead bin, and that's how I protect myself. But if you're looking at one that goes overhead bin, the problem with the overhead bin is, you know, if they take it away from you and they lose it, you have the same problem you would have had otherwise. Go look at ebags.com and read their reviews on the bags. Okay, you're a human, which means you've done laundry some point in your life. And you know what a hassle it can be, separating the laundry, preparing, doing multiple loads? It's not fun. Well, Home Depot might have a solution that makes it easy, really. They have the new Samsung Flex Wash and Flex Dry Washer and Dryer Pair. These innovative appliances are the first ever to allow you to wash two loads and dry two loads of laundry at the same time in the same machine. So when you do the laundry, you don't have to mix different colors and fabrics together and destroy your clothes. Flex Wash integrates a large capacity lower washer for everyday washes and then an additional washer for separate colors and delicates. And the Flex Dry integrates a large tumble dryer for everyday items and a flat dryer for your delicates. 
You wash one load, you dry one load, everything's done. And both the washer and dryer have a number of innovative features that make laundry super easy, like the Flex Wash offers a steam wash option for removing stains and a self-clean to keep the water odor-free. And Flex Dry features multi-steam to steam away odors and wrinkles, while Sensor Dry optimizes drying temperatures to avoid damage to your clothes. It's technology you can really appreciate. And both are Wi-Fi connected, which allows you to set and start the machines and receive alerts when a load is finished. Together, the Flex Wash and Flex Dry offer the ultimate flexibility to provide the best possible care for your clothes. So get to Home Depot now and check them out. The Samsung Flex Wash and Flex Dry washer and dryer pair. Stay tuned for 60 seconds of AP News headlines right after this podcast. Glad you're with us here on the Clark Howard Show, where it's about you and your wallet. I want you to learn ideas from me so that you can save more and spend less. And don't let anyone ever rip you off. Clark.com is our web address. Clark.com slash ask is where you get to ask me a question. And question for you, did you know that if you have missed an hour of our show, well, you can go listen to it on our podcast. And you can get to our podcast from Clark.com or wherever you like to get to podcasts. And if you miss me talking about keeping the internet open and available and not subject to information being kept from you, that is in my most recent hour prior to this one of the podcast. And I'd love for you to hear it because there's an action, if you agree with me, I want you to take. Well, if you disagree with me, take the same action and take the other side. But I want you involved. So there is something going on right now with pricing when you go to buy something that is unprecedented. The ability of these big data centers that are opening up around the country, the server farms, and That with artificial intelligence software that's been so far developed is allowing businesses to continually change their prices even by the minute on items you and I might be interested in. I read a story in the Wall Street Journal about how gas stations are using artificial intelligence to change the price of a gallon of gas and also change what they charge for each grade, you know, um, regular, mid-grade, and premium, and change those prices repeatedly, day after day, week after week, every single day of the year. They're able to crunch historical data, what's happening with their competitors real-time, what they're charging and all that. And then here's the crazy thing. They are able to figure out when typically the customer coming in to buy gasoline is price sensitive and when somebody's a convenience shopper. And when they see that they tend to be more heavily visited at a certain time of day by convenience shoppers, They'll push the price per gallon up 10, 20, or more cents per gallon. But during the time of day, they know that the only way they get traffic at the pumps is to offer a very aggressive price to price-sensitive people 
then the price will be much lower. And that's why gasoline stations are going to the electronic signage for the price that they show on the street and the price on the pump being able to be instantly adjusted, not even at that location, but at a central facility that crunches all the data. Retailers that you buy e-commerce now in a position to change prices repeatedly all through a day. And there was a story that ran recently on CNBC about the way Amazon is playing cat and mouse with Walmart, that Walmart has been checking the prices on Amazon.com a zillion times a day. I mean, I don't even know how many millions of times a day. And Amazon has now written code that keeps Walmart from being able to comparison shop because Walmart always wants to be cheaper than Amazon. And Amazon hadn't liked that. And so now they're playing blocker against Walmart knowing because Amazon, if you're a regular Amazon shopper, you know this, the prices go up and down constantly. And if you go to a hotel booking site, the prices go up and down all the time. Even within minutes, the price will go up or down. So for you and me as a shopper, it becomes harder. But let me tell you how this ultimately plays. People who obsess with prices like I do and maybe you do will end up with lower prices because of all the new strategies for continuously monitoring and changing prices and consumer behavior. That if you are somebody who will take a little bit of convenience or a little extra time, you will see that the price gap available in the market is growing. On the other hand, if you're someone who values convenience overall, you're going to be paying more money. Because, as one industry expert said, put it this way, it's about making margin on people who don't care and giving away margin to people who do care. So, you got to decide. If convenience is everything, great. Just pay more. But if you are El Cheapo, you're going to get cheaper prices john joins us on the clark howard show hello john hey clark how you doing great thank you john uh you have Uh, a question for me about a website that automatically renewed you exactly it's so uh, weird that you're calling about that today because mm -hmm. i just did uh, an interview with a magazine reporter asking me about auto renewals I just did that a few hours ago. Oh, great. Okay. Well, it's, um, I, uh, I was um, subscribing to a dating website and uh, have been on the site for years. Uh, off and on, I have to, to, to clarify. I, you know, it depends on whether I get into a relationship or not. And um, anyway, I came up uh, 
to a point right now where I am uh, seeing somebody. I'm also out of work, and I was looking at the charges on my bill, and I thought, don't need to be doing this anymore. And so I contacted them, and they said that, uh, yes, you auto-renewed, but you also agreed to our terms and conditions, which say that I had a three-day window from the auto-renewal date to notify them by mail that I was going to be canceling my subscription. And, and the How disgusting. Is, how disgusting is that? I mean, you know, yeah, and then, that, that is exactly what was the subject of the magazine interview was about these nasty, they call them rollover clauses and contracts, where they mm-hmm. make the conditions so difficult for you as a consumer to cancel the auto renewal that they get a whole nother... Uh, term of service or a year out of you or whatever. It is yeah. slimy, disgusting, despicable, and the worst industry in America for it, and there's nobody close, is the burglar alarm industry. Oh, yeah, yeah. And, and, and the thing they told, you know, they said in their, in their details is that, you know, I had to notify them. They never gave me any notice. They never emailed me to say, your renewal date is coming up or anything. And so that window, that three-day window, came and went very quickly. And, and how I much money that, are we talking about for a year of this? $250. Oh, my goodness. And you're unemployed yeah. right now. That 250 could really come in handy. That's a bite. That hurts. Right. And, uh, yeah, and so what I, did they know, say said, after they quoted to you this ridiculous thing that you had 72 hours to notify them in writing? They said they were going to be nice. And, and, and I also said to them, if you go back and look, I haven't even been on the website in the last three months. I haven't even used it. And uh, they said they would be nice and that they would uh, refund uh, $140, which is the difference between their 12-month subscription and their three-month subscription. But that, as far as they were concerned, they were going to refund my credit card and close the case, and there would be no appeal. So I'm out $110. For something you're not using. All right, so here's what you do. You legally, they're protected, because even as slimy as rollover is in these contracts, and as despicable and disgusting and unethical as it is, it is considered, uh, as it's been tested, as far as I've read in the courts, it's been considered to be a legal practice. Mm-hmm. So what I would do instead is I would file a complaint at BBB.org. Okay. And at the Better Business Bureau website, they're all about not necessarily what's legal, but what would be ethical. Right. And this is obviously, in my opinion, not an ethical practice at all. So if you file a complaint at BBB.org, they'll respond. They may tell you, hey, look, that's what we're going to give you, and that's it. But it's a way outside of you know going to small claims court or whatever where sure. you have a chance that you'll get some help. Now, the other thing is if you are active on social media, all these mm-hmm. dating sites monitor social media like fiends. And if you start posting about your lousy experience with this dating site, they will contact you pretty quickly and say, okay, what do you want to, to make you happy? Basically, what do you want so you'll shut up? Yeah, yeah. Okay, good, good. Uh, is the FTC a resource as well? Or no, waste uh, of time in this case. Okay, gotcha. So Great. that's why the Better Business Bureau, non-governmental, this is like made-to-order 
for what they do. And again, they may blow off the Better Business Bureau, but at least it's really easy to do. You just do the BBB.org and see how it plays. Keep your submission to them short, Mm -hmm. and let's see where it leads. Yeah, I get the sense they're probably going to stick with it because they're under threat by the free sites like Tinder or uh, you know Plenty of Fish and all that. So they may want to try to get as much money out of me as they can before, you know, without and they'll well, except except it's never good to burn a bridge because, as you said, you know, if a relationship doesn't work out and you want to go back on the site, they've lost you right. for life. So that's the danger for them burning you. And that's the thing I'd say to you, if you own a business and you think it's really clever or cool or some consultant came in and told you, this is the way to rip off your customers, it's really great, you'll generate all this other money, what's your reputation worth? What's your reputation worth when you set up your business specifically to burn your loyal customer? Andy's with us on the Clark Howard Show. Hello, Andy. Hi, Clark. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Good, thank you. Good. So, question for you. My wife is looking at a vehicle that uh, does not have a really good reliability rating, but she's going to set her heart on it. And it's going to be used. We're looking at either getting a certified to ensure that it has protection for a long time, or I know you're not a fan of extended warranties, but one of the insurance companies that you happen to like offers extended warranties, and I wanted to know your thoughts on that. You know, you're killing me like four times over here. You're just killing me, Andy. Happy wife, happy life. Right, right. Oh, there's no other vehicle that she likes. You know, most people have a funnel, and they'll have like two or three brands that meet their acceptability standard. We've been uh, we've been going to car shows and looking at different vehicles and and this is the one out ones left and right. Uh, she has one of the ones that, without naming the company, is caught up in the uh, issues with diesels. So they're buying the vehicle back from us, um, and we're getting a substantial amount of money out of it. So we've got a large chunk of money to put down, but she's kind of narrowed her sights on this one particular vehicle. Okay. <laughs> If she wants to do that, then I would say the the key step with a vehicle that you narrow your search on is that you have it inspected by one of those is it is it a European or Japanese brand she's looking at? It's European. All right. So there are specialty shops in every mid size and large market in the country that work on specific European brands or a small number of European brands. And those specialty mechanics would be great for you to pay one of them to check out the vehicle before you buy it. Okay. And that's the best insurance policy you can have, because even with a vehicle that tends to be less reliable overall, there's differences from unit to unit of production. And if you have it checked out, you could really find that you could avoid a problem. Uh, Krista, who's one of the producers on our show, was interested in a European car years ago, and it didn't have a good uh, record of repair history, and she kept having them inspected. She'd find these used ones and have them inspected. The first three, 
horribly failed inspection. And so she had to pay $125 each time to have them inspected. She was out $375. The fourth one did great in the inspection, and then she bought it, turned out fine all the way through. She spent $500 to have four vehicles inspected, but avoided a world of trouble. Now, the courier question, my philosophy has always been to buy an extended warranty if you buy one only from the manufacturer of the brand you're looking at. You bring up such an, such an unusual exception with your insurer, if it's actually their warranty and not one they're just marketing, I think you could do that one. That would be a one-time exception. Ben's with us on the Clark Howard Show. Ben, you have a question for me about an honor society that's reached out to you. Is that right? Uh, yes, sir. First of all, I just want to say thank you for your time. But my question with that is, I first received the, the notation. I was, uh, it was stated that there was just a one-time enrollment fee, and which I was okay with, and I thought that would be good for my resume or now my portfolio for later on. And uh, I've gotten different or separate offers through the same place uh, asking for a additional fees. And so with that being said, I was kind of leery to, you know, not say accept, but to enroll in those different occasions because... Uh, they told me, you know, they wouldn't ask for a one-time fee, and that was it. Well, how much of your money do they have so far? $95. Oh, thank goodness. <laughs> I, I was shallow breathing, because I thought you were going to tell me they had, like, big money from you. No, 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 not at all. I mean, I'm... This, I'm is, very, this uh, is one of many phony baloney college recognition societies. Is it really? Okay, I'm yeah. glad that I... I was kind of leery that my... You kind of felt it once you started getting the additional solicitations that they were just after your wallet, right? I I kind of did, yes. And uh, my advisor, uh, collegiate advisor, she told me that um, different... She has not heard of it, but other counselors have had students that was in this and got recognized by this organization. But, you know, how they decide to recognize you is if you'll pay the money. A real honor society or organization is one that you specifically are in because you achieved a certain level, typically, of community involvement combined with academic excellence. Anything else? They're just playing a game on you. And so far, they only got 95, thank goodness. Thanks for listening to the Clark Howard Podcast. Download new episodes every Monday through Friday at podcastone.com. That's podcastone.com. Here's an interesting fact for you. There are nearly one million new books published in the U.S. alone every year. One million. So if you like to read, how do you choose what you're going to read? Well, that's where Fully Booked by Kirkus Reviews comes in. You see, Kirkus has been one of the top book review publications for over 80 years. They do a deep dive on thousands of titles every year, including interviewing best-selling authors and telling you what might be the hot new release before everyone else knows. So figure out what your next read is going to be. Download Fully Booked right now on the Podcast One app at Apple Podcasts or at PodcastOne.com. Hey, have you heard about that great new podcast called Fan Club? It's a short series that explores why we love what we love. In each episode, you're going to hear amazing, brilliant people across the pop culture landscape. There's musicians, artists, fashion designers, chefs, even scientists, all talking about how their work is being experienced today and how they think it'll be experienced in the future. 
So don't miss it. Make sure you subscribe to Fan Club now at vbyviacom.com slash fan club or wherever you listen to your podcasts. What we're learning about the Manchester bomber. I'm Rita Foley with an AP News Minute. The father of the alleged Manchester suicide bomber says his son didn't do it. We don't believe in killing innocents, he told the AP. But the father reportedly was a member of an al-Qaeda-backed group in Libya years ago. That, according to a former Libyan security official. Meanwhile, police have carried out raids on a block of apartments in Manchester. Witnesses say they heard explosions. Alan Kinsey was a neighbour of the alleged bomber. The actual family that had been there, I'd, I'd never really come across them yeah. in bad ways. It was always, even when I said hello, they never seemed to speak back to you. It was just like kept themselves to themselves and that was about it. The British putting more military troops on the streets now as police say it's clear this is a network they're investigating. President Trump has arrived in Brussels for NATO meetings after a visit this morning with the Pope at the Vatican. I'm Rita Foley.